Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network present the Discover Your Mission series. When I was young, in the 1950s, I attended Catholic Grammar School and I memorized the Baltimore Catechism. In fact, I think I got an A on all of my tests. Um, I faithfully attended Mass each week, not because I wanted to, but because I was afraid if I didn't, I would suffer eternal damnation. I followed all the rules. I followed my Catholic faith um, faithfully. But it wasn't until I became a wife and a mother and I began to try and pass my faith on to my children that I realized that everything I knew about Jesus was memorized doctrine. I can't even share with you how I was so wrote in my faith. And I was attending this, but I was not present. I was a good man, I was a good father, I was instilling the sacraments into my family. Uh, I was definitely not intentional, I was stuck rope in my faith. But what kind of strength did he have? Jackie did not just have a strength of body or baseball skill. He had a strength inside of his spirit, a courageous meekness that empowered him to play the game. And I tell him what is going on with me and he's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, no, no, no. I think this is like some sort of miracle, dude. And he's like, okay, you know, of course, but I'll believe it when I see it. Honey, you've been trying to quit and you've been saying this and saying that. And I'm a, you know, he, his big line to me is you shouldn't say things <laughs> because I never followed through on them. And so this was week after week, month after month, he is looking at me like, this is a miracle. There is no way that you, on your own, could have done this. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 16 through 21, St. Paul compares the sacrifice of the Christians to the sacrifice of Israel and then to the sacrifice of the pagans. Paul calls the chalice, the blood of Christ, and the bread as participation in the body of Christ, and then warns his listeners that you cannot partake of the table of the Lord and the table of demons at the same time. So in other words, you need to decide what are you going to participate in? Are you going to participate in the historic Christian idea of the altar of sacrifice which is in the Eucharist or not. Welcome to the Sewing Hope Podcast. This is a show all about implanting hope in our hearts. I'm Bill Snyder, joined by my friend Ann DeSantis. We're glad you're here for our uplifting conversation about faith and how it sustains our hearts through all the seasons of life. Thanks for walking with us. And good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Sewing Hope Podcast. I am Bill Snyder. It's great to be with you. And uh, thank you so much for joining us here on this uh, wonderful Thursday evening uh, as we're getting inching and inching closer and closer to uh, Thanksgiving. I can't believe we're saying that it's almost the end of uh, November, but uh, we're, we're getting closer and closer by the minute here. And uh, I'm always joined by my uh, good friend and co-host, Ann DeSantis. Ann, how are you this evening? Oh, awesome. So great. Yeah, I love November and I love this podcast. So couldn't be better. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's good. It's a good month and it's it's uh crazy to think that we're wrapping up uh 2020 already. It feels like uh you know, we haven't even had 2020 in so many <laughs> respects, but uh here we are finding ourselves in November getting close to Thanksgiving and I'm I'm just so excited um to uh you know, to have uh, another great conversation with you. Oh, I am too. I am too. We have so much to talk about and we may be having a guest sometime during this show and it was a little technical difficulties, 
but we have a lot of other things to talk about too, about some upcoming events and ministry updates between Patchwork Heart Ministry, Fiat Ministry Network, and the St. Raymond Onatis Foundation. Yeah, and uh, maybe we can even talk a little bit about Christ the King as well. I know that's approaching this Sunday, which is a big feast in the church, too. So that's an exciting thing. There's so much going on, as always. I mean, there's always so many things happening in our church, as we're always surrounded by God. That's right. You know, and you brought up Christ the King, and many of us are focusing on Advent and the beginning of the next liturgical season, but we can't forget the importance of this time, where it's a time to reflect on uh, on how much God loves us, and to a point where even when everything comes to a close in our lives and in the world, Christ the King is there for us. So that's a good thing to reflect on, that the love of God lasts not only from the beginning of our lives, but also to the end. Yes, exactly. You know, God always uh, is is with us. He, he says he's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And he really is, you know, Christ the King. You know, with with everything going on in the world, uh, in fact, I was doing my Young Catholic Respond uh, podcast this morning, and with everything going on in the world, uh, you know, we, we have to remember that Jesus Christ is Lord, and uh, he is King. You know, we, we can be dealing with a lot out there, out there in the world uh, today, you know, whether it's with all the civil unrest, which I know we've talked about many times on this podcast, when we talk about um, even, you know, the, the election and all the, you know, unrest there and all the tumultuous uh, stuff going on with mm-hmm, recounts yes. in different states and everything like that. Then the other thing, too, we talk about, I think, is, uh, you know, just COVID-19 and how it has just impacted our lives, and it's really going to shape our future. But, you know, I, all these things that are constantly preoccupying our mind, the 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 one thing that I think transcends it all is the fact that Jesus, no matter what season we find ourselves in, no matter what anxiety of the day we have, Jesus is constantly with us. And uh, that is uh, the, the most important thing, that we remember that Jesus Christ is always going to be <laughs> with us from beginning to end, no matter of our present circumstance, he is Lord, and that's what we celebrate this weekend, the fact that he is king, not of the universe, I mean, he is the king of the universe, like uh, the, the, the title of Mass says, but he's also the king of our hearts, and each individual heart, he has to reign in our hearts, and so uh, I just encourage each and every one of you listening uh, tonight to remember that Jesus Christ is king of your life and your heart, no matter what circumstance you find yourself in. Uh, so certainly there's so many things to remind us of that this coming weekend. But uh, it, uh, we do have a wonderful guest with us now. So Anne, why don't you introduce uh, to us uh, our guest? Yes, I'm so excited. Um, coming from Canada, we have Monica McConkey. She's the author of Prompt Me to Pray, a practical plan for more consistent prayer from the heart. And I'm happy to announce that I have the book. I love the book and I recommend the book. <laughs> Welcome, Monica. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you so much. <laughs> it's great to be here today. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. You. How are you doing? Oh, I'm fine. Thanks. <laughs> What's Good. the temperature up there in uh, in in uh, for some reason we always figure out how to talk about the weather. So what's the temperature up in uh, where you are in Canada? <laughs> It's, it's not, it's not too bad. It's, I don't know. I don't even know right now. It's like, <laughs> very good. We're on very Celsius good. too. So yeah, that that's a totally different. No, it doesn't help us down here in the States, but, uh, but yeah, it's 61 degrees here in, uh, it's like, I, I don't know what that is in Celsius, but it's, it's like a spring day here in Wisconsin, which is crazy to say that uh, in the middle of February, <laughs> in the middle of uh, November. But anyway, uh, yeah, excited to be with you. Excited to talk with you tonight. So thanks for being here. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, it's amazing. Now you're a wife and a mom, and I, I have to say I loved your I love your book. Prompt me to pray because you've really helped me to get more on track with my prayer life. And we have a common friend named Robert LeBlanc, and he's been a guest <laughs> not only on Journeys in Faith, my online TV show, but here on Sewing Hope. So why don't we start out with telling us about yourself and your family, because this is an amazing book. And obviously, 
your prayer life has made such a difference in your own family life as well. It's true. Well, thank you very much. Um, yes, well, so I uh, live up here near Toronto, Ontario, Canada with my husband, Bill, and our five kids. We have uh, five kids from the age of 24 down to 12, down to 10 years old. So um, we've got a full house. Some of them are away at school, but um, it's a, it's a, we have a great family. Um, my ministry actually started with a book I wrote almost 20 years ago. So um, it's actually called, it's a different book than you're talking about, and it's called The Treasure Chest of Traditions for Catholic Families. So it traces the entire liturgical calendar with activities and crafts for families to help them celebrate the faith and teach the faith um, all through all the seasons and the saints' days. So uh, the really neat thing about this is that in 2002, when our Holy Father, uh, John Paul II, came to Toronto, uh, we had the last remaining relative of our Holy Father living in our little town. Isn't that crazy? Did you really? Wow. Oh, that is amazing. <laughs> wow. So her, <laughs> her name uh, was Elizabeth, and she was married to Ludwig, who was his first cousin. And uh, when he lost his mother at an early age, um, and he lost his father quite young as well, um, he would actually spend summers, you know, with this cousin. So they were really close friends, and they ended up. He ended up marrying Elizabeth and Ludwig later on. So um, just before World Youth Day in 2002, uh, we found out from our pastor um, that he had been visiting Elizabeth. Ludwig had passed away, but Elizabeth was still there, and he was bringing her communion regularly. And so our pastor, Father Leslie, came over and he picked up one of my books and it had only been out for, I think, about a year. And he took it, he, he gave it to Elizabeth and she was picked up and she was taken to Strawberry Island, which is where the Holy Father was staying. And we're told, she told me that he looked through my book and he, he looked at the back cover and he pointed at the picture on the back cover and he said, tell Monica to keep doing this. So that's mm. what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> so that's our mission. So we, we got that from St. John Paul II. Oh, um, that's incredible. <laughs> wow. And what was it that he was pointing to on the back cover? Did he mean like the writing that you're doing? He was just saying, saying tell this, this lady, Monica, to keep going. Keep going. To keep doing these things, making these things for families and helping mm. helping us celebrate the Catholic faith. Wow. Also, what a blessing. <laughs> There's what a, a great blessing. charge from the Holy Father, right? Yeah. <laughs> great charge. You keep doing you what you're go... doing. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, um, so over the years, we've been doing just that. We've, I've been adding Catholic craft kits and quizzing cards and actually rubber stamps. And they're packed with the saints and the sacraments and catechism and just trying to create fun ways to help teach the, the faith to our kids, helping them do things, activities that they want to be doing anyway, but filling them up with Catholic uh, knowledge and, and catechism and fostering love for the saints. Mm. So that's what I've been doing. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. So good. So good. I would love for our listeners to hear about your uh, early faith journey. I, I don't know much about that. I know that you're a mom and a wife of five kids but I don't know much about the beginnings of your life. I'd love for us to hear about that. Great. Okay. Well, I, I was a cradle Catholic. So my parents were always very um, involved at church and we were always at mass on Sunday. And then when I went away to university, um, I was still going to mass every Sunday, but it was more because I'm a little bit of a rule follower. It was the rule. And I just, that's what I did. And, I, I didn't change it, but I was kind of attending a pretty sleepy parish and wasn't quite sure. I wasn't really making my faith my own. And then I discovered um, the priest um, who was the chaplain of the university. I was in architecture school and this was in um, Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. And Father Roger Vandenacker, he, he's actually now the general superior of um, a new order of priests called the Companions of the Cross, and they're up in Ottawa. So he wasn't the general superior then. He was a young chaplain, and he was just on fire with the faith. And I think 
he was the first one to help me understand that we can have a personal relationship with Jesus. Prayer isn't just this one way, you know, we, we throw things up asking him for things, but we can have a conversation with him. We can tell him what we're thinking and feeling and, and we can learn to, to get to know him better, but also listen to his message for us in our hearts. So I think from, from that point on, I've been trying to improve my prayer. I, I just want to get better at it. I want to, I want to have this personal relationship with Jesus. I, I want to practice the presence of God and know that he's with me. And, you know, there's, um, there's a, a little monk named Brother Lawrence, and he mm -hmm. practiced the presence of God. And he was in constant conversation with God, no matter what he was doing. And I just love that. And uh, I, do too. I do too. <laughs> yeah. So, um, actually, so getting back to um, when I was in school and um, my thesis project in my final year of architecture uh, was actually acknowledging the presence of God within the home. So, all through five years of studies, you know, we had we had a lot of projects, and but finally, when it came to my thesis, I could design my project, and and that's what I wanted to do. And I was even then I was already trying to grow on my faith. And so I was newly married. Phil and I were married just before my final year in architecture. And um, so I was designing my own house, but I wanted to create a channel of space throughout the design of the whole house and, you know, articulate it with fine materials and light and different space to try to create a reminder of God's presence. And actually, it was kind of the first prompt to pray for me. It was it was my first idea of how, you know, I'm I'm looking for practical tips. How can I, how can I remember to pray? And and so I these were visual cues. I was hoping to just have this constant reminder that you know God is with us and and He wants to be a part of our lives and we can pray. We can pray all the time. So mm -hmm. it's just interesting that. I, I've been doing this since then. That was quite some time ago. I've been married now for 26 years. So <laughs> it's, um, it's been a while. Um, and so this, this book uh, just kind of came upon me. I, with my, um, with creating these products, you know, they've been catechism and saint and sacrament based. Um, I've been noticing that as my kids get older, you know, they're, they're getting into their teens and twenties. Um, I, I just really feel that my role as their mom and, and my, my focus for their faith formation is making sure they know how to pray and make, making sure they know that they can have a personal relationship with Jesus. And it's modeled by Bill and I, and, and hopefully we're, we show that in, in the way we are and the way we live. But it's just so important that they have their own relationship with Jesus and they can go to him you know, to, to take things to prayer when they're worried about things. And, and I just want them to, to have these prayer tools and have this prayer worked out for them. Yeah. So I, I guess that's where I, you know, I've been focusing more on prayer tools and that's where this book came, came along. So, you know, that's beautiful. What a great mission <laughs> uh, to have uh, to, you know, to, to want to help people pray and especially help your family pray. I think that's a great uh, role for a mother to have is just to help uh, that, you know, your children grow up and have a, have a and have a mature prayer life, a prayer life that uh, is developed, that you can have that, as you said, conversation with God. And this is a conversation uh, that, that I think is often lacking, you know, in our, in our own minds, in our society. We don't, we don't talk about, um, our prayer lives, and we don't necessarily even um, we don't we don't always uh, devote the time to prayer because a lot of times we haven't been taught how to pray, you know. And and, and it really is a thing that has to be shown how to do. Like you just don't go, you know. Oh, I'm gonna pray today. Like no, you have to have some instruction in in prayer. And so, what a great mission for you, and and, and what a th great thing to recognize the need in the church. 
for for having that, and then to have a great charge in in your ministry uh, from from the pope to, from the pope to do it all, uh, it's it's certainly blessed. <laughs> Thank you. I'll second that one. I'll second that. I would love to read the back cover because it's it's only a few paragraphs, but it's worth reading. For people who are interested, you know, you want to develop your prayer life, not only for you, but your family. It's a practical plan for more consistent prayer from the heart. And on the back cover of the book, it says these practical tips for prayer can be easily customized to fit our busy lives, habits, daily tasks, and even our struggles. Recognizing our littleness as an inexhaustible source of prompts to pray helps us to reach out humbly in prayer when we need him most and reminds us that God can use all things for good. Monica shares the prompts to pray she has discovered as she pursues consistent heartfelt prayer and a personal relationship with Jesus. And again, the name of the book is Prompt Me to Pray by Monica McConkie. So I would recommend to everybody listening to get the book. I have the book and I love the book. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. <laughs> yes. And there's nothing more than I love than a book that's easy to read when, you know, all of us are quote busy, right? We're all maxed out. I think not a single one of us isn't, especially in this day of Zoom meetings and being home all the time and going back and forth between business and home. <laughs> and I love the book because, um, well, number one, the, the actual uh, size of the print is very good for someone who it doesn't have the best vision and doesn't feel like putting their glasses on. So <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, and then at the end of each book, there's a place where you can actually answer questions questions where you'd need a pen. Um, and it, it, it actually invites you to take a look at your own life and ways that you can improve your prayer life. So tell us, what was it like for you to write this book? Because I can't say enough good about it. Oh, well, thank you. Well, it's, it was just a joy to make. And um, I just, I love design and I love, I, I love how it came together. Um, I love that it's a it's a prayer book. It it has it actually has a prayer vault in it with the cl some classic prayers um, that you know we've learned and and some new ones that um, we like to learn. Um, but also it has, as you mentioned, kind of prayer journal sections. So you're really encouraged to look at the different circumstances in your life and your vocation and look at the different visual cues or different tasks you do every day, or just some of the, the things that inevitably happen, like interruptions or pet peeves or recurring thoughts and feelings, different things that happen to you regularly. And by associating prayer with those moments, I, we're trying to build the habit of praying more consistently from the heart. So um, it, it becomes, it's a prayer book, and it's also a prayer journal, but it also becomes a nice reference tool because you can revisit it. Um, I would encourage people to actually write in it. Um, I know some people, you just, people don't want to write in books, but um, the more that you're able to answer the questions and um, really customize your own plan to plan for prayer, um, it'll just, you know, it'll fit you and, and you're more apt to, to use it and use the prompts and and um, pray more. Um, one other um, important tip is that, you know, looking through this book, there are a lot of, there are a lot of prompts. There are a lot of ideas. I tried to, I just tried to include everything. So <laughs> it can be a little intimidating. Um, just, you know, you, you shouldn't feel need that you need to try them all. You're, you're, it, I would encourage you to write in it as much as you can and, and find what appeals to you, but then choose e just either one or two prayer prompts and just try it out for a week or two and, and see if it sticks. Um, mm. It's, you know, we, we don't have to wait for the perfect circumstances. We're all busy, like you said. Um, and if we wait for, you know, the time when it's going to be less busy, that just might not ever happen. So I believe that God wants to talk to us where we're at. And I think this is a way of just bringing prayer into our everyday. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I found a chapter. It's just a small paragraph, but I think it speaks volumes because one of your chapters is named negative thoughts. And you say, as we try to live the virtues, loving and serving one another, our biggest critic can often be our own inner voice. Many of our thoughts can be useless and ultimately damaging. They destroy our confidence, disrupt our peace and steal our joy. Just as we refocus our thoughts when we surrender our concerns to the Lord, redirecting our negative thoughts takes discipline and continued self-correction and prayer. I love your style of writing because um, I'm not one of those people that I don't do a very good job with trying to read into uh, when, when you read a book and it's not very direct about, okay, what are you telling me? Do I need to read into this? you're very direct in your way of communicating. And I think that's a good thing because a lot of people don't catch those little nuances and they need to be talked to directly. You know, like as scripture says, like your yes mean yes and your no mean no, you do a good job of that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes. What was that process like for you writing this book? Because you really did a good job um, and I really love it. It's right next to my bed stand and I do read it oh, a lot. That's wonderful. So, mm -hmm. Well, I find, um, you know, I do, I have a blog um, I've had, I think since about 2010, 2011 mm -hmm. called equipping Catholic families. And it's mainly um, featuring, you know, different crafts and activities and traditions for, for Catholic families. Um, I do feature my own products and everything. And, but I also have some, you know, reflections and and often i'm i'm looking at my prayer journal one of the ways that i've been taught to pray is um is just to you know read scripture or some really good spiritual reading just until something pops out at me and then just start writing like my hands on fire and you know write what i think it means to me and what i'm i need to learn from this um you know and then sometimes even you know if i have a question it sounds kind of ridiculous but i i will ask a question right to jesus himself that's pretty bold and i'll just i'll just i'll, I'll pray that the holy spirit is guiding me um you know i, I just i want to know i want to know what he wants me to know so i'll just keep writing and so over the years sometimes i've you know just different things have come to me and when um when it's helped with prayer i just I, I'd like to share that. I, I think, you know, we're all learning, um, you know, as much as I, I do this, these prayer tools and make these prayer tools for my kids, I'm also trying to just improve my own prayer life. And I'm, I know that there are more people out there who are also um, find this important too, and, and want to improve their prayer too. So it just was, you know, it, it's, it's been a, a work in progress over quite a few years. Um, I actually created a smaller little sample book and, and sent it around to, you know, some of my favorite priests and, and close family friends. And, and I was just blown away. Like people, it seemed to really appeal to other people. So I decided to, to pursue that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm taking a look at the blog. Uh, it, it, by the way, for people uh, that might want to uh, Google this or, or look at it, it's just simply equippingcatholicfamilies.com and what a what a fantastic blog i just i was like once you mentioned that I was like, let me just jump on it here real quick and, <laughs> and and it's fantastic i mean it's got uh it's got like resources and articles and just some really great stuff for doing exactly what it says it's going to do which is equip catholic families uh you know and it's and it's seasonal uh so i, I really encourage you to uh jump jump right on uh this this website and, uh, and of course, connect, connect, and it's got uh, some little more information about, you know, uh, prompt me to pray, which is, which is awesome. But yeah, this great stuff. I mean, just amazing. Thank you very much. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, I say the same. And I know that, you know, the first people we evangelize are always our own families. So I wanted to ask you regarding your own kids and your husband and you as a whole, your family, how has your writing and these ideas affected everyone else? Oh, that's really neat. Um, yeah, well, my, my kids, you know, they're, you know, I've got a 24-year-old, 22, 19, 15, and 10. So we've got a range of ages, and we've been, we've been really blessed. We've, um, you know, part of our ministry 
when we released that first book, uh, we would just we would just get on the road and we went to Catholic conferences and we'd stop in at little Catholic bookstores and, and try to get them to sell our books. And, and, you know, the kids remember that and they still talk about it now about, you know, going to these Catholic conferences. And, you know, we have, we just, we're blessed to have a lot of friends who are priests and they come over and, you know, it, they're just, they're friends. They're, they're, they're close with everyone. And um, it's just been, it's been really we've been really blessed, you know, our kids so far, um, you know, they've, they've had good youth groups and, um, we actually up in Canada, we have, um, a program called uh, Catholic Christian outreach. And it's kind of, it's a version of, I think you have focus at, at all your universities. And, um, this is our version up here in Canada. And so far, you know, my kids, the three who have been off to to university they've been involved with that and pursuing you know their deeper prayer and 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 you know loving the lord and and going to adoration <laughs> you know for fun <laughs> it's i mean we've been really blessed and mm. um you know just the some of their peers you know they, they've grown up with um also you know their faith has been important to them and and talking about this book i mean you know my um my two daughters, my eldest is doing her master's in English. And so she and Kelly were both, they were my editors. Um, I had a, I had a larger circle of editors, but um, they, they took the first look at it and, and they, they try these things too. You know, they, they, they talk about their prayer life and they, they are encouraged. They want, they want their own prayer lives too. They want a personal relationship with Jesus and they're influenced by some of these same priests that, I've been influenced with, uh, influenced by. So it's pretty neat. <laughs> yeah, it's really incredible. Yeah, I have to compliment you on something else. The cover and the back cover of the book, there's a beautiful uh, artwork there with uh, a mountain and someone lifting up their arms to creation. I wondered if you can mention anything about that because it really is a pretty uh, book cover. And all, even the back cover too continues to the back of this, it looks like a watercolor, if I'm correct. It's actually a digital painting. Um, it was um, that I, I created and it's based on a photograph that I took in the Wicklow Mountains in Ireland. Um, my daughter, Emily was studying in England and my mother um, who had always wanted to go to Ireland uh, she and I went over and met Emily and we went over to Ireland and we toured around and this was just such a beautiful day. And, and there was, <laughs> there was, an, I was too scared to go to the edge like this, the, the girl on the book there. Um, but um, so this woman was in this photo. So um, I, I didn't feel right using the photo, but I, I decided to do some, do some artwork over top. So, <laughs> so that's, that's where that came from. <laughs> oh, really? It's pretty. Very Even cool. the choice of colors. So uh, how can people buy this book? Because listen, I can't recommend it enough. And as Bill mentioned, if you go to, um, well, it's equippingcatholicfamilies.com. But I noticed another website is armaday.com. Is that where That's they can right. purchase it? That's right. So my shop is called armaday.com. Armaday means armor of God. And it's from that great passage in Ephesians about putting on the armor of God. Mm. Um, so that's my shop. And that, that has, you know, you know, a few books um, and also these craft kits and quizzing cards and, and all the, the things that we offer. Um, it, the book, this book is also available on Amazon, both Amazon in Canada and in the States. So amazon.com. Um, if you just search, prompt me to pray, you'll find that there. Awesome. Awesome. So prior to prompt me to pray, I know you mentioned the first book that you did. Was there anything in between those two books? I actually um, created a faith journal in 2010. Um, and my daughter, Kelly, she, um, she illustrated the book and, and it's kind of an all about me kind of book, but all through the sacraments and relationship with God. So it's, it's a it's a great book for kids and going through the sacraments and then somewhere along the line uh 2015 actually just in time for the world meeting of families uh we created a deck of uh the super saints cards 
And these cards, these cards have um, these, sorry, I don't know if you can see it very well. <laughs> I can see it, yes. In fact, um, I am blessed you actually sent those to me. So oh, I, I love them, <laughs> I love them. <laughs> That's great. Well, you, um, so my daughter, Kelly, she's my, my second daughter, when she was, um, she was 15, she was creating, she drew 54 saints for me. And so I digitized those images and then made these quizzing cards. So they have, you know, they have the image of a saint and I, it's watercolored and, and it's super cute. And then um, it has different facts, quantifiable quick facts that kids can learn very quickly. And so it's a little bit like some of the other quizzing games that are out there. I don't really know how Pokemon works, but I suspect maybe it's a little like Pokemon, but it's the saint. So it's just so great. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we just found that, you know, our kids, they, they pick up the facts so quickly. And in a form factor like this, you play kind of like friendly war games, the card games, just testing each other with the facts. And, and, you know, with um, my daughter, Bridget, she, she was uh, pretty young when these came out, but she had the, the cards for like an hour and then she, she uh, challenged me to a game and she beat me because she just, she learned the facts so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's awesome. You know, when I speak to you and even getting to know your writing, the one thing that I really like about you, and there's more than one thing, <laughs> um, <laughs> is that you have a real ability to combine uh, good catechesis with love. And, you know, that's a hard thing to do as a parent because sometimes we get so caught into the whole catechesis piece, which is uh, the facts of our faith and uh, you know, the moral part of it and, and what we should do to please God. But you combine that with love, which kids need and, and we all need. We all need to feel the love of God. And I think you've, uh, you've done a very good job of combining those two things, which we don't see very often in Catholic writing. Well, we don't see you. that very often. So that's one thing I really like. Um, you're a great mom. You really are. Would you have any advice to moms who are listening or parents uh, about uh, raising their kids in the faith? Because obviously your kids love the faith too. And that's something that not everyone has been able to achieve as they uh, raise their kids. Uh, any words of uh, advice or wisdom? <laughs> I, I hesitate. You know, I... I don't feel like I have a whole lot of wisdom <laughs> to share. I, I don't feel, I, I feel like I'm still learning every step of the way. And, um, you know, we've, we've tried our best and we, you know, we want to pray as a family and, you know, we do these, we, we spent years going to these Catholic events um, as a family. And, you know, we talk about a lot of issues and, um, you know, we've just been, we've been really blessed. I know that, um, you know, there are other parents out there doing everything that they can. And, you know, it, sometimes it, it, it just, it depends, you know, the peer groups and just the influence of the culture, like our, our secular culture is so strong and, and they're just, there's so many issues and there's so many um, just pressures on our kids and just, I guess, being available to talk and, you know, being able to listen, I, I find that that's sometimes my biggest job these days is listening. Um, I, I remember when I had kids, you know, running around like all really little kids and, you know, sure we were exhausted and, you know, there wasn't a lot of sleep happening and, and it's, it was physical work. It was, it was just who needs what, when, and, you know, who's, who needs to be fed and what do we need to get and all these things. And it was, it was constant. And we thought, wow, it's just, you know, when they get older, it'll be so much easier. And, um, you know, I, I, we've never been, Bill and I have never been a fan of, um, you know, I remember when the kids were young again, the, um, you know, kind of veteran parents would come to us and they'd say like, wow, you have so many kids and, um, you know, just wait till they're teenagers. Like, it's going to be so bad. And that was just a, an awful thing to say. Yeah. Oh, I, I agree. Say. I, I, I heard that too. I heard that too. I only have two kids and have done my best to raise them in the faith. Um, one thing that I think I've learned is that catechesis minus love really doesn't equal anything. 
Uh, we need the love too. And, and that's why I think um, my two daughters, Elaine and Sean, uh, have chosen faith. And I think your kids have too, based on what you've told me. They have to choose it for their own. They have to believe it. And if they don't see that we love it and that we're living it and that we have been transformed by it, if we just give them those set of rules and tell them to put their head down and pray, but uh, not have any type of real connection with the Holy Spirit, right? Then I don't think anything really happens with that. I don't think anything. I think that's true. And I I think even just looking at my own faith formation, um, like I said, when I, you know, up here in Canada, we have a Catholic school system. Um, It's publicly, it's government funded. And that's kind of why I um, started creating all these Catholic products, because, you know, it's, it's a little watered down and there's a lot depends on the individual teachers and the curriculum is a little bit lame. Um, so we just decided from the start that, you know, we're just going to supplement like crazy. These kids are going to love the saints because we love the saints and we're going to talk about this stuff and, and we're going to make crafts and activities that, you know, they're, they they want to do anyway, but we're mm-hmm. going to sneak the saints into them and, and get them thinking about that. And, and that's what we did. So, yeah, I think no, that's so important. Incredible job. Yeah. So it's, it's so important. You have such an amazing ministry and, um, I, I really encourage people to connect with you and to uh, and and to read your you know read your work. Uh, again, I, I really encourage everybody to head over to uh, the blog, which is very simply equippingcatholicfamilies.com, and you will find yourself equipped. I mean, there's so many great resources <laughs> on there that that you will find yourself equipped and and, and ready uh, to to lead the faith. And you know this, the, you know I I'm enjoying the conversation too because I think. You know, here we have just been able to really unpack that that love is so important. I know we always say on this program that it's, you know, sowing hope into broken hearts, but it's also understanding that, you know, catechesis, uh, you know, alone, you know, throwing a Bible down somebody's throat uh, is, is not going to make them fall in love with, with the person of Jesus. I mean, you know, this this really is something that, you know, we, we love Jesus because he is a, you know, a person. He, he is a, incarnate. He is alive in this world, uh, you know, most chiefly, you know, in the Eucharist. But the, the reality is, is that, you know, he, he is not dead. He is not, you know, a distant, you know, figure from the past that were, you know, that, that taught us some words of wisdom like Buddha. The, he, he is really alive and can come and affect your life. And so, that is just a you know phenomenal message, especially as we're preparing for Christ the King this weekend. You know, it's just it's just wonderful. And so, so thank you for your ministry. Thank you for um, you know, and, and and what I love about it is so simple and humble. Like it's just a simple and humble ministry. Uh, and and so thank you so much for for sharing it with us. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, it means a lot because uh, Bill said it said it best uh, when we came together to start the Sewing Hope podcast. You know, the tagline, as he said, is sowing hope into broken hearts. And we wanted to do something different than just presenting facts and information about being a good Catholic, about following the catechism. And we wanted to really incorporate the love of God and people like you. So you fit so well right into our mission. And we also, yeah, seriously. And we also thank your friend, uh, Robert and his wife, Elia. Uh, from I think they're from your area, if I'm correct. They are actually. Robert and I went to high school together. Oh my goodness! <laughs> known each other know, since oh, grade nine. Right. I didn't know That's that awesome. you were that long-standing of friends. I mean, <laughs> honestly, he was one of our favorite guests uh, on That's Sewing wonderful. Hope. He was uh, incredible and offers such hope and and good teaching, good solid teaching with the love of God incorporated in it. So, um, hey, tell us what's going on next for you. Do you have any other uh, any other books in the making or any plans? <laughs> well, I actually um, just recently I I started thinking about the application of this book, the Prompt Me to Pray book, um, but through the seasons and with the saints and through the sacraments. So I'm looking at how you know how we can how I can apply those same. Um, cues and prompts to pray um, with the different 
circumstances that are unique to those different things. So um, prompt me to pray through Advent. And, you know, if we think about those weeks before Christmas, um, when the rest of the world is kind of already celebrating Christmas and, and we're waiting, we're waiting for Jesus to be born and, you know, we're celebrating faith and hope and love. Um, so what can we use in those weeks before Christmas to get us to dig deeper in prayer and, and what's going to remind us to pray more often in that time? And then, of course, I just, I, I can't stay away from the saints. You know, they, I, I love the saints and, you know, we, we have this rich tradition and these, these mentors in our faith and, you know, their patronage and their, the details of their lives uh, vary so much um, from saint to saint. But if we can take aspects of their lives and, and you know, how, how they became saints and use those as prompts to pray in our own lives, just looking at our own circumstances. Um, and then also through the sacraments, I just, I think we need to be praying to the Holy Spirit to, to stir up the grace that we're already receiving, but maybe we're not, we're not making the most of the grace that we're already receiving through the sacraments. And what if we were encouraged? What if we, we decided to just to pray more fervently and try to, you know, extend the graces of absolution, <laughs> make the, make our confession, you know, last longer than, you know, the parking lot <laughs> on the way <laughs> out of the church <laughs> and, adoration <laughs> and and holy communion, you know, where we, you know, those of us who, when we're lucky enough to blessed enough to be able to go in our churches these days, um, but we're actually receiving the body and blood of Christ. How can that, you know, how can we pray into that and, and help it, like help us carry, help make that help us through the week and, and extend, you know, those graces that we're receiving at communion. So um, I just, I'm, I'm excited about that. And um, my way of, of doing that, I, I, I'm, I just express it with illustration and writing. So I'm kind of going back and forth between writing and I'm not sure exactly what the final product will look like if it'll be an ebook or another book or a craft kit or something like that but um, I'm just looking for ways to introduce this you know a, a deeper uh, consistent prayer into all of our lives and I'm learning too I'm learning along the way yeah yeah so cool and you know that's I think that's the biggest thing is that you know for those for those people who you know are out there listening like those of us who have podcasts or have books or have a, you know, we don't have all the answers. We, we learn through the grace of the Holy Spirit along with our, you know, along with our readers and, and listeners like this, like we're, none of us are completed, you know, complete, uh, perfect beings. And so I think that that's such an insightful thing too, that, you know, we're, we're learning and the Holy Spirit's revealing, you know, more and more of his heart to us as we approach these different projects so, so yeah, again, just simple, humble ministry, and it's so beautiful to see. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And, uh, and I like how you incorporate your family into what you're doing. <laughs> like you said, you've gotten your kids involved in when you were writing the book and helping out and being editors. And uh, so that, <laughs> that's how you pass the faith on, too. I think you're a good role model for mothers and for families. And I love the fact that you are continuing to evangelize uh, as the years go on. You started when your kids were younger, right? I mean, but That's right. you continue to keep going, even though your kids are getting older, uh, to want to be involved in this ministry and th th that you're doing. And not for any other sake other than evangelizing. And I think that's the beautiful thing about it. Um, you know, Bill and I have a lot of uh, contact with uh you know, big name Catholic speakers and they're, it's all beautiful and wonderful. But when the heart of the matter really is uh, touching people's lives, isn't it? I mean, it it's is. not about that, say, I'm jokingly saying, but it's not about that Anne DeSantis becomes some kind of big star or whatever, you know, <laughs> yeah. or whoever. I mean, I always joke and say, I don't right. care if anybody knows who I am because I'm doing it for uh, those people who are marginalized uh, and people who feel away from their faith. I mean, that's what I care about. And, um, and I think you do too. It's true. I do. And I, and I just think that there's, there's so much in our, in our rich 
Catholic faith and, and, and there's so much to tap into. Um, and I think, I think the most important thing is having that, the personal relationship with Jesus and, and yeah. prayer can be personal. It's, it's not, it's just, not just throwing prayers at a, at a mean God up there and, <laughs> and hoping for the best, you know, he wants to be in our lives and, and we can get to know him more as well. So. Awesome. Thank you. You really made my day, honestly. Yes. Great really show. Thank <laughs> you so hope. much. And, and I love your writing and I look forward to the future. And also, I'm sure Bill will agree. We'd love to have you back on Sewing Hope again. Definitely. Oh, thank you so much. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yes. Uh, folks, I want to remind uh, you, you all um, just real quickly of the website. Again, it's uh, very simply Equipping Catholic Families. Dot com. You head over there, uh, and, and then, of course, you can uh, jump on. There's links to you know the web store and everything else, but you're going to get the book and, and, and so many more wonderful things uh, here, here today. So uh, just make sure you grab it. And, Monica, thank you so much for being with us. It's been, it's been a pleasure, and as Ann said, yeah, can't wait to have you back on. Amen. Thank you so much. God bless. I look forward to it. <laughs> yeah, yes, absolutely. Uh, folks, before we go, I just want to also remind you that uh, we want you to sign up for our uh, free pilgrimages and our free conferences. Uh, there'll be a link in the show notes here uh, on the podcast so you can listen to that or click the link and it'll take you right to the registration. But we have uh, wonderful, wonderful uh, conferences coming up. Uh, and Asanas is and the St. Raymond Donatus Foundation are doing the uh, God is Mercy Conference, uh, which starts on the 28th of November. And then uh, the following day, uh, mine uh, is going to be a pilgrimage with Paraousia Media from our friends in Australia, and uh, that's going to be a month long, basically, the entire Advent from uh, the 29th all the way through uh, De December 25th, Christmas Day. Again, it's completely free. You're going to get great speakers like Jeff Cavins and uh, uh, just incredible people, uh, Dr. Edward Sri, uh, Father Ed Looney. I mean, there's just a huge lineup of amazing speakers for both conferences. So I'm, I'm, I'm so excited um, that people can be a part of it, can be a part of it for free. Uh, smartcatholics.com and parousiamedia.com are the two places you can go to register, but uh, look look in the show notes as well, the podcast, because we will put the links there. Just click and register. Thank you, Bill. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and thank you, Monica. Yes, this thank has been you wonderful. Thank so much. <laughs> well, folks, uh, I want to thank you uh, for tuning in tonight, and uh, may you have a uh, blessed and uh, safe Thanksgiving. No, we'll, we will be with you, but we will be with you not live. We'll be pre-recorded. But until then, uh, keep beating to your Catholic hearts and sowing hope into broken hearts. I'm Bill Snyder. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sowing Hope on Patchwork Heart Radio. For more information about this podcast and our ministries, visit our websites, patchworkheart.org and andesantis.com. You can also follow and interact with us on Twitter at PWH Ministry or andesantis2.